I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. As always, the program is hosted by yours truly, Lance Williams. Thank everybody for chiming in and jumping into the live chat and and, and, and your contributions there. I want to thank you for that. I want to thank anybody who's joined us on their Friday. I sound a little bit subdued, a little bit tired, but you know we always bring the show to you. I want to send a big shout-out to Zachariah Barajas, the first gentleman to jump into the live chat before we uh jump into the the show itself want to go through some of the business stuff if you want to contribute to the program we have the super chat feature on the bottom of the page just hit the dollar sign and if you want your question to jump into the top of the queue we'll do some q a in this particular show just hit that also if you really want to support the program we have a drive to six thousand subscriptions by the end of the year uh, subscribe to the show and also bang that like button. You know what I'm saying? Bang, 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 bang that like button for everybody that jumped in here. Zachariah, Joey, Player ZT, Brad Strap, TRG, Dre Coleman, Nigel Jackson, Donald Nolan. Bang, 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 bang. Make sure all you guys, Lee Willis. Make sure all you guys, bang, 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 hit the like button. Big up to Lee Will- Willis. I don't know if you knew my cousin David Johnson. Uh, my cousin David Johnson went to Perry Traditional, played on that team. I believe that beat Berwick back in the day. I think they beat Berwick uh, for the state championship. He played on that uh, legendary Perry Traditional football team. So I don't know if you know my cousin David Johnson from Manchester, but this is a small world, Lee. I would not be surprised if you did know my cousin, David Johnson. Uh, so before we jump into the program, let me give you what we are going to talk about uh, before that. And, and I knew it. Lee was two years before David. So, uh, yes, yes, I knew it was a small world. So David Johnson, Lee, is, uh, I believe, my second cousin. Uh, David is my second cousin, my little cuz uh, from Manchester. Uh, you know, known him all his life. That was an awesome team. So, uh, but let me get back to the business of the show. The title of this particular year, I said it is, yeah, I said it. The Steelers will make the playoffs if, let me pause you. Let me pause you. And let me just say that again. The Steelers will make the playoffs if, And let me tease this. Let me give you a couple of stats here concerning the Steelers offense as it exists now under Mason Rudolph. That let me define what a big play is. A big play, in my opinion, is a play of 20 or more yards, 20 plus. So if you go to a website and you take a look at stats, 
They'll have 20-plus and 40-plus if you look up passing game stats and in the run game. And I'm just focusing on passing plays for the purposes of the show. So right now, the Steelers rank 26th in the National Football League in passing plays over 20-plus yards with 18. In terms of passing plays over 40-plus yards, the Steelers rank 12th at, at five with five. Now, compare that to the Kansas City Chiefs, who are first in the National Football League with 48 big passing plays. That's a difference of 25. And the reason I point that out, and this will get to my point of the Steelers will make the playoffs if, if, if you're not matriculating the ball downfield, converting third downs, you're going to have to score and get into the red area with big passing plays. You're going to have to get it in chunks. And particularly when you have an inexperienced quarterback starting for you, like a Mason Rudolph, to consistently get the ball into the red area, you're going to have to get there by getting big plays, particularly in the passing game. When I say red area, that's the area between 20 yards and the goal line. Or you could say between 19 to zero yards. Either way, they're pretty much the same. Uh, but it's in it's it's inside the 20. That's the red area. So if you have the ball on the 20, you're in the red zone. You're you're at the cusp of the red zone. On the 19, you're in the red zone. So define it as you may. And good teams, typically teams that score a bunch of points, they have a lot of red zone attempts. They do well in the red zone. They score touchdowns in the red zone. So I wanted to take a look at red zone scoring attempts per game, red zone scores per game, and red zone scoring percentage. Now, red zone scores per game are TDs only. Red zone scoring percentage is also TDs only. So it's only going to give you credit for a red zone conversion if you score a touchdown, because the expectation is if you get the ball that close to the end zone, that you should score touchdowns or the touchdown zone, as my esteemed colleague would say, who's bet Brian Anthony Davis and big up to Jeff Hartman and big up to Dave Schofield, Jeff Hartman, my co-host of the standard is the standard and the Steelers post game. So right now, the Steelers are averaging 21.4 points per game. And basically, what I'm just trying to say is the Steelers will make the playoffs if and only if their offense improves significantly in the red zone. Now, in terms of red zone scoring attempts per game, the Steelers currently rank 28th in the National Football League. They're averaging two and a half Red zone trips per game. That's not good. That's not good at all. And I wanted to compare that specifically to the Ravens who are averaging, because I wanted, I wanted to compare to the Ravens because the Ravens are currently the leaders of the division. And, of course, the Steelers will make the playoffs if they win the division. So I think the first goal is trying to win the division. And... You look at the Ravens, the Ravens are averaging a, a one and a half red zone trips more than the Steelers. So that means they are averaging four red zone trips per game, which is third. 
You convert three of those, that's 21 points. You kick a couple of field goals, bang, you're close to 28 points right there. So you look at the Steelers, where they're at in the division and where the Ravens are, you could see the discrepancy there of 1.6 red zone trips per game. So what I'm saying right off the bat is the Steelers have to get more red zone trips. Their number of red zone trips has to increase and has to go up if they want to make the playoffs. In terms of red zone scores per game, the Steelers NFL ranking is even worse. It's 29th. They're only scoring one red zone touchdown per game. And when you when you put those two numbers together, there's no mystery why they only average 21 and a half points per game. 21.4 to be exact. Compare that to the Ravens. The Ravens are averaging 2.3 red zone touchdowns per game, and that's fifth, and that's decreased in the last several weeks. In terms of red zone scoring percentage, again, TDs only. Steelers, 41.8%, 28th in the National Football League. The Ravens, 57.2%, 16th in the National Football League. So if they want to get to the playoffs, they're going to have to close this disparity with the Ravens, and also they're just going to have to improve it overall if they want to get to the playoffs. You can't beat a team in your division, or it'll be very difficult to beat a team in your division that's that much better than you in these three categories in the red zone. So that means that the Ravens have a much better red zone offense than the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's one of the difficulties when you start an inexperienced quarterback because we all know it. You know, if you're a fan of the game, we all know it. The field condenses. There's not enough room. You have to be decisive and spot on with your reads, and you have to have the guts to stick the football in to very tight windows in the red zone. And plus, with an inexperienced quarterback like Mason Rudolph, how flexible are the Steelers in the red zone with audibling, with using tempo, with him checking out of stuff, or them giving him some different stuff that he maybe has only executed a couple of times, but they feel comfortable with him executing in the red zone? You know, how many times is Randy Feekner going to get in the best red zone play for the defense that is called. Because what they're doing right now is they're they're executing the called play. That's what they're doing. So you look at these numbers. Red zone scoring attempts per, per game, 28th ranked. Red zone scores per game, 29. Red zone scoring percentage, 28th in the National Football League. Those are all alarming compared to the division leader who's third, fifth, and 16th in those categories, respectively. And to me, the most alarming of those is they're only scoring one TD in the red zone per game. That means they have to exist on big plays in their offensive diet to score. Because if you're not scoring in a red zone, you're not scoring touchdowns in a red zone, you're scoring touchdowns outside the red zone. That means it's a feast and famine offense that is built around big plays, but they only rank middle of the league, 26 in passing plays over 20 plus, 
and only 12th in passing plays, 40 plus. Only 23 big plays in the passing game. So you can see it right there that this offense has to improve in the red zone, has to get more trips, and it has to convert those trips. Or it's going to be dependent on big plays. And we do not think, I think, as Steeler Nation, that you could depend on Mason Rudolph to consistently convert in the red zone. And here's a stat I wanted to bring up that ESPN pointed out earlier this week about Mason Rudolph in the red zone, that he has a 6.6 QBR ranking in the red zone, according to ESPN, which is second worst in the National Football League. So the Steelers will make the playoffs if they can significantly improve their red zone offense. Now look at their deep red zone defensive uh, statistics, red zone scoring Attempts per game on defense, 3.3, 16th. Red zone scores per game, 1.6, which is ninth. Red zone scoring percentage, which is 47.8, which is sixth. So they're getting it done in the red zone, but their point differential, they're scoring 21.4 and giving up 20.7 is all is less than a field goal. So for them to make the playoffs, if they don't improve in the red zone, something has to change that this defense has to get even more stingy. And it might be more difficult for them to do that as they start to play some more difficult opponents or some difficult opponents after this last game against the Miami Dolphins, namely against the Colts and the Rams. So this offense is going to have to really start supporting this defense and this improving defense by improving their play in the red zone. And if they do that, the Steelers, in my opinion, can and will make the playoffs. But before we jump into your questions, uh, let me look at the live chat real quick. I like to get through the monologue first. Um, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But let me jump on the live chat. See what you're saying. Ryan Leap says the running game must improve if Reds on efficiency is going to improve better. Let's see how healthy Connor is. You need a running threat for Reds on touchdowns. The Ravens have a strong running game. I agree wholeheartedly. You have to be multidimensional in the red zone. If people can stuff your red zone and put you in third and long, it's just very difficult to move the ball in the red zone. Very difficult. Thank you, Nolan, for the compliment. Smooth execution. Stats galore. Great points. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just difficult. They've got to run the ball down in that red area better. Introduce play action. Influence safeties with the running game. Open up some gaps and some spaces because it's very tight in there. And if a team knows that you're one-dimensional – and particularly with Mason Rudolph, you have a quarterback that is possibly scared or, or, or reluctant to throw the ball in between the numbers. There you go. I mean, it, it, it's very difficult. And me and Jeff and, and Dave Schofield, the Oracle, and, and Jeff, my co-host, we were teasing around some topics. We help each other out uh, over the course of our shows. And we, we tease the topic about 
uh, James Conner. And, you know, I'm glad you guys brought James Conner up and brought up the running game. And we teased the, yeah, I said it topic of Conner's durability issues or why he's not the future at the running back position. Now, it looks like this week he's going to be doubtful. And I asked Dave to bring up some statistics on his durability. And, and Jeff knew them off the top of his head. Big up to Jeff. Uh, that's why Jeff Hartman is the editor-in-chief of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you guys check it out. And including this game, which we all think he will be out because he's doubtful, he's missed seven out of 41 games. Now, I don't know the percentages. I don't know how it ranks, but I don't know the percentage of games that guys that start miss over the course of their career at the running back position. Right now, 7 out of 41 doesn't seem too much, but if you look at it in the course of a season, that's almost half a season of missed games. And, and so that's probably around 15 to 16% of his games he's missed due to injury. Now, what I will say is I don't think he's the future at the running back position, not only because of durability issues, but also because of talent issues. If any of you guys watched the game on Thursday and you watch Drake, who the Steelers, I think, were lucky to not face Drake, former running back. I think it's Kenyon Drake, former running back for the Miami Dolphins, went to Arizona, played the San Francisco 49ers, and you could just see the juice. You could just see the juice. The juice was just oozing out. I love Connor's story. But when I look at Connor's play, he's straight up and down, no special effects. As Floyd Money Mayweather used to always say when he used to describe fighters, he's straight up and down, no special effects. It's solid. He's like a cover band. You know, they're not bad, but they're not good. You know, you'd rather hear the original act do the song. It's just safe. You know, you go to a little bar, you hear a cover band. You know, you get a couple of drinks, no harm, no foul. That's sort of what James Conner is. Drake, in my opinion, would be much better as a Steeler if the Steelers had a back like Drake as opposed to Conner. And then you put on top of all of that that I just said, Conner's durability issues, and I don't think Conner is the future at the running back position. Plus, I don't think his body can hold up to the way that he runs. He does... <laughs> And last but not least, man, the guy slid in the game. I mean, the guy slid like he was playing baseball. I was kind of embarrassed for him that he slid. I was just like, come on, man. You can't slide as a running back in the National Football League. I mean, I'm a little bit older probably than a majority of you guys listening to the show. And, I mean, I grew up in the era of Franco Harris, man. And I grew up in the era where Jim Brown called Franco Harris out for being a punk because he used to run out of bounds. This guy slid. I mean, this guy slid. I, 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 I mean, I don't know, man. This guy slid. Now, I'm not necessarily like 98671X said, the Steelers love the big, safe bruisers. I mean, I think in today's game, you need versatile guys. I like Jalen Samuels. I, I like Jalen Samuels' skill set. Really versatile back. Ran the ball really well, famously against the Patriots last year. Jalen Samuels is coming back for this game. I think the Steelers need him because I think they need to develop and establish the running game in this contest against Indianapolis. Particularly, I like his receiving threat 
in the area that we talked about at the top of the show about the Steelers make the playoffs if they improve in the, in the red area. And I think a receiving threat like Jalen Samuels helps them in that red area. But again, I, I just don't think that uh, Connor is the guy for the Steelers. I think he's just an average back. I, I think Connor, uh, you know, I think Connor is a guy that's a backup. And, and I know what you're saying, Ali. I I, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, I know what you're saying about he slid because the dude was going for his knees, didn't want to jump. It just looked bad. It's just the optics of it. I mean, I hear it. Um, uh, you know, and, and Bill Davis chimed in, and big up to all the cancer survivors out there. Radiation and chemo being a cancer survivor may have made his bones weak. I'm being real. God bless uh, with, with with this. Bless James Garner. Uh, you know, I mean, I have cancer survivors in my family, so it's real. I get that. Uh, be it as it may, though, I just don't think he's the guy moving forward. But what do you guys think in, in terms of my first premise about the playoffs and about the Steelers making the playoffs and that the biggest thing right now needed to make the playoffs or to push this team forward and for this team to improve and for the Steelers to evaluate Mason Rudolph effectively is how they operate in the red zone. What do you guys think? Do you think the red zone is the most glaring issue of improvement needed for this team if this team is going to move forward and actually make the playoffs? Big up to Chris Boyd. I see you with the Rockford Files. Um, I, I, I used to uh, watch the Rockford Files. Now, to Curtis Jones's point, I, I, I'm not saying that James Conner is a punk runner by no means. I'm all I'm actually advocating that he alter his style somewhat if he wants to play long term. The slide just didn't sit well with me being an old school Steeler fan. It it, it, it just didn't. And he's doubtful. I think he's going to be out. But again, when I look at this football team, I think the defense again is on the come. I think the defense is improving. I think the defense, its level of improvement largely needs to be around third down defense and converting third downs. That has to improve. But I think if this team wants to play off, wants to make the playoffs again, it's going to have to get better in the red area. You know, right now, red zone scoring attempts, 28th. Red zone scores per game, 29th in the National Football League. Red zone scoring percentage, 41.8, 28th in the National Football League, only averaging one red zone score per game. That's not good enough. That's going to have to improve. If those things improve, their 20th rank in points per game of 21.4 will increase. If that increases and the defense stays about where it is and the point differential between points for and points against goes up to like four to five points, then you're, you're cooking with gas. Elite territory is seven and a half, in my opinion, seven points plus. You look at a team like that team up north, the Patriots, geez, it's probably close to 28 points or it's close to 24 points at least. I'm sure they're averaging over 30 and they're giving up less than 10. So I think the Steelers can get there. I think they have to take the training wheels off. I talked about that in my show. Yeah, I said it last week that the Steelers have to take the training wheels off of Mason Rudolph. 
take the training wheels off this kid, let him sling that thing around, and let the Steelers be aggressive and try to make plays in the red zone. If not, you know, this season is going to, you know, go in a direction I think that many Steeler fans do not want. But again, I want to urge you guys to to bang that. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> oh, man. I want you guys to bang that like button. I'm laughing at this guy. Uh, I'm not going to say his full name on the live chat. Good looking H-O-N. Uh, I won't give the rest. You guys see him on the live chat. He said BTSC. Hi, Peter North here, old adult film star, huge Steeler fan. Well, uh, <laughs> if any of you guys uh, seen Peter North films, uh, just duck or move to the right. Peter North was known for a particular quality that I know that all of you guys understand. Let's just say projectile fluids. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So let me jump in through the live chat. Let me bang on some of these. Um, uh, Donald Nolan, with so many different looks this year for our offense, do you think this helps the skies or gameplay as we finish the season? Less predictable for opponents, maybe. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things to discern when you're preparing for a football team. Teams are going to prepare for what you do well, not just everything that you do. If there are some things that you don't execute well, that they're not going to prepare for that. Sure, maybe you... Uh, you can you fool them and hit them with a shot play here or there. But if I know you can't run it, I'm not really going to prepare for you to run it. Uh, I'm going to spend a lot of my times trying to defense the things that you do well. And then we will just go over some small, you know, intricacies, take a look at your films, look at some of your tendencies in the run game and, and feel like we can handle those. But teams just don't willy-nilly prepare for everything. They're going to prepare for what you do well. They're going to scout you. And they're going to look at your tendencies and try to take those things away and make you do some things that you aren't comfortable with. 3D Texan chimed in. Doesn't the OC call the plays? Please give Mason a chance. He is not as bad as a lot of so-called Steeler fans think he is. Give the man a chance. The OC does call the plays. And I think what I've read on a a variety of sites, and they may not have it right, uh, is that he's essentially the OC. Randy Feetner is calling the plays. And Mason Rudolph is not checking out of those plays. They are executing the play that's called. So, but, but it's a symbiotic relationship. I mean, if, if the coordinator is giving you the correct call, you've got to execute it. If you look at Mason Rudolph on film, I think he's growing as a player. But there are some throws, there's some meat on the bone that he's leaving out where the call play is the right play. Of course, you don't get it right every single time. But he's playing like we all expect him to play. He's playing like an inexperienced signal caller. And when you're inexperienced, there's going to be a lot of variance in your performance. And that's just how it is. Thank you, Anthony Batista, for the super chat. Uh, Thank you for the contribution. Are the Steelers going to regret signing Joe Hayden? That's very interesting because Joe Hayden very much looks like the candy bar. 
Now, I don't know, you, you guys may not be familiar with that phrase, and I think it's a phrase that Brandon Cook from the Los Angeles Rams, I think he coined that phrase a couple years ago when he said that there were cornerbacks that looked like the candy bar, meaning they were soft, gooey, ooey, and gooey, meaning you could get at them, they were tasty and sweet, meaning they couldn't cover. And it's looking like Hayden, to a certain extent, could be the candy bar. I don't want to say that he is, but I need to watch it on film. I was a bit concerned, like you, Anthony, about a rookie wide receiver getting targeted exclusively against a guy that's a vet that you just signed for big money. While Steve Nelson on the other side of the field is playing fantastic football, you rarely say his name. So, whoo, I don't know. I hope they don't regret it, but uh, you can hear the trepidation in my voice. I want to say uh, big up to Barry Fox. Thanks for the shout out. Uh, on love and the show. Let me jump into a comment from David Davies. The Steelers will not make the playoffs. The defense is getting better, but the offense is just not good enough yet. Seven to eight wins tops. I'm not going to say that just yet. Let me watch this next stretch. Let me watch this next stretch, and we shall see. I, I, I like the comment from Ryan Leap. Run the football, utilize play action, hit tight ends. Uh, I agree. Noah Nichols says our offense or the Steelers offense just needs to be good, not great. Just score when we have the opportunity to score and make big plays once in a while. And, and he's kind of saying what I'm saying is that when you're in the red zone, you've got to convert red zone trips to touchdown point blank. You just have to do it. If you want to be a very good team and you want to win games and you want to go to the playoffs and compete for that and have a realistic chance of going to the playoffs, then you have to convert those trips. I mean, you have to convert those trips into touchdowns. Because if you look at stats here about red zone scoring percentage, Buffalo winning record, number one in the National Football League, 70.5%. Seattle, number two in the National Football League, 67% uh, uh, playoff team right now. Tennessee, it's rare to see, in a case like Tennessee, who's third in red zone at 66%, they probably don't get a lot of trips, and they can, but they convert those. Green Bay, winning record, fourth. Indianapolis, who the Steelers play, winning record, fourth. Uh, excuse me, fifth. Philadelphia, uh, sixth in the National Football League, winning record. Houston, seventh in the National Football League, winning record. Minnesota, uh, eighth in the National Football League, winning record. Dallas, ninth in the National Football League, winning record. So you can see it right there. Teams that do very well in the red zone and get in the red zone are teams that win because why you play to win the game and to win the game, you have to score points and to score points or more points than the next person. So let me go down a little bit. I think we have another super chat here. or Maybe it's the same one as I scroll through the super chat. Big up to Lee Willis. Thank you for the uh, the $2 contribution in the super chat. If you have a question, Lee, make sure you, uh, you know, bang that question out. Let me go through here, see if we have any more Super Chat questions here. Um, if we don't, we're probably going to keep it short on this Friday. You know, I'll give you guys your time back on your Friday. You know, I think that you guys, uh, uh, ooh, what did uh, Vodka Drinker say? Uh, he said, hey, there's something risky. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I thought Vodka Drinker put something in there. Maybe it was a little uh, risque because he said the ASS word. Um, 
Somebody asked, oh, come on now, Gina, Gina Genitor. I am not CeeLo Green. You know I'm better looking than CeeLo Green. Come on now. I am not CeeLo Green. I did meet CeeLo Green before I knew him at a time when I lived in Atlanta. I am not CeeLo Green. In fact, if you want to call me anything, Gina, I am Cedric the Entertainer. That's who I am. Big up to my man, Roberto. Football drones who chimed into the live chat. Big up to you. Uh, so I think that's it. I don't think I see any more super uh, super chat questions, so I think I'm going to get out of here. Also, big up to football drones. If you got a kid that's playing soccer, uh, make sure you check out football drones. Fantastic videos. Big up to La Miranda Football Club. Big up to the DA program who plays the earthquakes away in San Jose. Oh, let me jump into this. Uh, snowman, will the Steelers use the tight ends more? I think they will. I think the Steelers are getting to a point where teams realize that Mason Rudolph is throwing to particular areas of the field only, and he's taking deep shots outside the hashes along the boundary. Those are safe throws that will not get intercepted. However, they're low percentage throws. I think they will incorporate more throws to tight ends. Uh, Donald Nolan said, my name is Dolomite. <laughs> Donald, nobody knows who Dolomite is in here except me. Signifying monkey, baby. Uh, Lee Willis, $2 contribution. Thank you. Thank you for another one. So after seven games, do you consider Juju a number one wide receiver? We talked about this. Juju is not a number one wide receiver. Uh, number one wide receivers dictate coverage. Number one wide receivers uh, beat double teams consistently. Uh, and number one wide receivers have physical metrics that make them number one wide receivers. Either they're super fast, super shifty, great and open, or, or they're big, they're physical, they can high point it. Juju is a one and a half. He is not a number one wide receiver. He just needs another guy to compliment him. So if you gave, if Juju's a one and a half, you need a solid two to a one and a half. Um, uh, Vodka Trinka knows Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, that means you must have been staying up late listening to uh, 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 Rudy May Roar records. Uh, Dolomite movies are absolutely hilarious. If you don't know who Dolomite is, go to Netflix and watch Eddie Murphy's uh, homage to Dolomite. Um, before we get out of here, uh, let me jump into this last question. Uh, do you really think that the Steelers try and trade for Bell at the deadline? Jeff asked me that. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think they did. I, I don't. I don't think that did. Unless I hear from a couple of sources that I know, uh, I, I won't believe that. I, I, I can't see uh, the Steelers doing that. But with that, we're going to conclude the program. I want to thank you guys for joining in, and as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.